You are listening to the Intentional Leaders Podcast with Cindy Wetland. This is episode 66. Receiving feedback is a gift, right? Hi, I'm Cindy, an educator, certified coach, and passionate learner on all things leadership related. It seems like just yesterday I was fresh out of grad school, wanting to make my way in the world, longing to make a difference to people, to team, to the business. Little did I know how challenging it would be. Fast forward several decades later, I've made a career of leading while teaching and coaching thousands of leaders to be at their best, most effective selves. Along this journey, I've captured so many insights, lessons, and techniques on how leaders become amazing, and also as leaders, when we get it wrong. I'll share them all right here. Because I founded Intentional Leaders to provide easy access to these kinds of lessons and equally important to help you build the presence, confidence, and credibility you need to be the leader that everybody wants to work for. Because I know leadership has its challenges, but learning to lead shouldn't be one of them. It is said that feedback is a gift, that we should receive it as such, as a kindness and as an opportunity to learn. We unwrap it and we discover the gift inside and then we feel good about it, right? Oh, not always, not always. Feedback is a tricky thing. It can be formal or informal. It can be planned or spontaneous, but it is so helpful to know how to react to receiving feedback and also that our reactions matter, not just for the person that is gifting you the feedback, but for yourself as well. I saw a list a while back of all the ways that we deflect when receiving feedback. This is kind of the opposite of being that gracious person who opens the gift and regardless of what's inside the package, says, thank you very much. But 13 different ways that we actually deflect other people's gifts to us. So today's episode is thinking about how you receive those gifts. How do you open the package and how graciously do you express your gratitude and appreciation for feedback? Because just recently I received some, I was doing a session last week and I did a lot of thinking after the session about how I received the feedback and what I did with it. Someone came up to me after a session and was not appreciative of an example that I used. The perception was that I was actually making fun of a new idea. And the long and short of it was when receiving that feedback, I was simultaneously trying to understand the feedback and see this person's point of view while being really surprised at the perception because I actually thought the idea was innovative and creative. And so that I created the perception of the opposite was was really hard to wrap my head around. So I went through a lot of mental gyrations, one, emotionally just trying to react to the feedback, and two, trying to cognitively understand it. Thinking about your reaction to feedback, though, is important. And that was really what my lesson was all about last week is how do we do that and how gracious 
am I in receiving feedback? Because I really want to be open to it. I want to be the kind of person that continuously learns and is open to other people's perceptions. But what's interesting, I mentioned the 13 ways that we deflect, and you can kind of summarize them a little bit and, and see if any of these resonate with you. Typical reactions, one, to go into fight or flight, or what I would say is kind of an awkward mode almost freezing. You're not sure what to do. Fight or flight is just our body's way of protecting us. So when we get some feedback, especially when it's unexpected or spontaneous, we can definitely go into the flight mode and think about flight mode like, oh, that wasn't my fault. Or we might minimize or deny or just kind of avoid anything that moves us away from the feedback that we've just received. We can also go into fight mode, and this is where we're not running away. We're actually going towards it. So we may be very aggressive or blame it on something else or attack or say something counter to the feedback that we did receive. The third is the awkward reaction, either joking or exaggerating or somehow trivializing the feedback that was given. So how do you tend to react to feedback? I think that's important to know because how we handle feedback does say a lot about our confidence and self-esteem. We need to be open to the perspectives of others to learn and grow and consider our blind spots and areas that we aren't even cognizant of in order to strengthen those. Because I do believe that the best leaders are also the lifelong learners. They're open and they open themselves up to self-examination and self-awareness, but those things only take us so far. We need feedback and reactions and perceptions of others to continue to change and evolve. But ironically, the more experience we have, or the more power we have organizationally or in our leadership role, probably the less likely we are to be provided with the kind of honest, transparent, and candid feedback that we need. Because the risks to those around us is sometimes perceived as far too great. And maybe you have tried to give feedback to someone in the past, and they didn't take it well. And when we're in a situation like that, about the last thing we want to do is make ourselves vulnerable again. It's like, oh, great. <laughs> Why? Why even give the person feedback if it didn't go well, if we have a bad experience based on that? When we do get feedback, really our goal should be to try to focus on it gracefully and gratefully, which means we have to acknowledge our body and our brain's protective mechanisms, which will surely jump in. Those are the ones that lead us to fight, flight, or those awkward responses that aren't necessarily helpful in the moment. I want to offer four tips to process feedback effectively. And these are ones that I am really trying to lean into because the experience of getting that feedback last week really solidified the importance of doing this not only to help myself, but allow my body to calm down in a way that I could hear the message and hear the lesson that was being given to me through the feedback. Four tips to process feedback effectively. One is just breathing because in the moment, breathing brings oxygen to our brain and it allows the time that our brain needs to bring our thoughts and emotions to the surface, especially when feedback is unexpected or spontaneously. You receive something, your brain is immediately going to react to it. And when we experience strong emotions, being calm and collaborative and focused on problem solving 
is very, very difficult. So pauses are important. It can be seconds, it can be minutes, or it could be longer than that. But we all need time to process. We need to take ownership over that time frame and set up a time to understand. But breathing and pausing allows us the opportunity to respond rather than react. And I think this is a big choice that number one, when we're receiving feedback, we have to make it deliberately. Breathe, pause, and calm ourselves down. Last week when I received the feedback, I first heard it and I was so surprised at trying to figure it out that I had to take a little pause and then I went back to the person to try to understand where it was coming from and what I could have done differently that would have prevented the perception that I caused from this person's perspective. I tried to compose myself a little bit, calm myself a little bit in order to give my brain the opportunity to uh, to do something with the feedback or to understand it. So number one is breathing. Number two is noticing your thoughts. We have to be really good observers of our thoughts and reactions when someone is providing us feedback. Because again, what we may do or our brain may do on our behalf is to immediately try to protect us, to keep us safe by deflecting or by attacking or any of the myriad of things that our brain will do and cause us to do. So we may react in a way that's not graceful and grateful because of the thoughts in our head. So the breathing allows us an opportunity to calm ourselves down. And then we pay attention to what's running through our head and really just trying to open ourselves up to listening. Listening happens in our tip number three, which is seeking to understand. And Stephen Covey said that for those of you who are fans of his, seek first to understand, then to be understood. Trying to understand the feedback itself. And I think a lot of times people get hung up on the messenger. It's the messenger versus the message. But we have to find the nugget of truth or the nugget of learning and understand what it is. Your greatest tool here is, of course, to ask good questions what was it that happened or didn't happen? What did you say or not say? What did you do that was effective or not effective from the other person's perspective? And I think the ability to seek to understand is about opening yourself up to the exploration of that feedback and how someone perceived a situation very differently, perhaps, than we did. This also means pressing for specific details or examples Doing that, though, in a non-defensive manner, I think is important. And then also while seeking to understand, it is about also thinking about how can we shift or change or use that feedback as a way to get better going forward. And in that situation, seeking to understand also means seeking to understand how to change our behaviors if it's required. And then number four is expressing gratitude. Feedback is definitely a gift and those who can give and receive it have the strongest and most trusting relationships with other people. But being graceful, being grateful for the opportunity to learn is definitely a shift in mindset and we have to get there. We also have to recognize how difficult it is for someone to give us feedback. So thanking that person for caring about how we're navigating through life and giving us that feedback, I think is super important. 
And at the end of the day, I definitely am appreciative of the perspectives of others. I want to learn different points of view. I do consider myself a lifelong learner, not only about learning leadership lessons, but to those that I receive about myself, my own behaviors and actions. And particularly like last week when my message was not aligned with my intentions and had someone not told me that, I wouldn't have been as aware about how my message was received. And that is part of my role as a presenter and facilitator is to notice that and to note that and also to learn from it. I really did learn a lot from the experience last week and receiving that spontaneous feedback. I also realized this is a lifelong practice. Getting comfortable with spontaneous feedback in the moment, so much more challenging than teaching it. But my goodness, opening ourselves up to it makes us more effective, more leaderful in the long run. And yes, that is a gift and one that I definitely want to continue to open gracefully and gratefully. Thanks for tuning in today. Give me some feedback on this podcast. I'd love to hear from you. And by the way, join me next week. We're going to explore micromanaging. Are you one?